seconds left. The Cavs are out of timeouts. They have to go 94 feet. Struess from midcourt. Australia, how are you going? How are you going? Hope you're alright. You should be. It's Wednesday hump day, February 28th. All day before the day that's really weird. That's right, the leap year day. What's going on? It's nice of the Bulls to shoot 2 of 29 in honour of the uh, 29th of February tomorrow. That's pretty fun. Anyway, this is NBA Australia. I am your host, James Clements. I'm also the host of the AFL Today Show. What else? Uh, NFL Australia, this, I'm on Fox Sports Lab NBA and Fox Sports Lab NFL. Also, we have the Cricket Today Show and the Football Today Show. Lots going on, I'll tell you that much. Anyway, today's show here in Larry Armour Studios, hanging out. We're doing filming again, so you can watch this on YouTube. It's always a bit of fun. I'll tell you what, you can just watch me just go spare. Uh, we had the Struce Miracle Game. That was chaos. Maxi Struce goes bang and buries the Mavs. You love to see it, but it was a huge day. There was a lot going on, uh, so we're going to fly through it. Jim managed to nail a bunch of his picks yesterday, so that was fun. Tell you what. All right, we're going to cover all that and all the uh, NBA Australia game wraps. We've got that on the all, mate. No mate's better than the night, better than Lonzo Ball. With so many games, we'll fly through all the game wraps just so we don't get bogged down. We've got uh, some listener year nars, a couple of mine as well that I threw in there. We've got the unpopular opinion of the day, and we've got our back take. Yes, we're serving up a flame-grilled take. Uh, there is a Shane Hill Shooter Shoot Shoot Your Shot Light Them Up Award. Light Them Up Award, there you go. Uh, which is a bit of a, uh, I don't know, alternate. <laughs> Not lighting them up. Uh, and we'll preview all the games tomorrow. We've got six really interesting ones tomorrow, so we'll do that right towards the end. All right, without further ado, let's get into it. Episode, what is it, 1042? Oh, jeez, Jim, it's a lot, I know, of NBA Australia. Let's go! G'day, this is Andrew Gaze, and you're listening and watching NBA Australia. Watch out for the shark attack. Ah, you better. Better watch out for the uh, Frenchman attack if you're Wembenyama. Uh, better watch out for the Zion attack if you're Josh. Yeah. Bleeding from the nose, it's not a foul. Face is part of the ball. Love that. Right, let's get into today's show, the way we start every show here at NBS or the Daily. Whip around. Uh, it is a bit of a whip around. Not much in the way of news today. We had some returns and some outs. Uh, but the big news for me was that I spent a big chunk of the day just with the squid hanging out, day off work, because it's like his last day in prep where they don't go to school on Wednesdays and we didn't have anybody who could look after him apart from your old mate Jim. He's dad. That's me. Uh, so I went to the aquarium. It was great. Swung by the office because he hasn't been to the new office. He's like, geez, this is good. He sat in and basically hosted cricket today. Did a better job than those mugs up there. No, they do a great job. But yeah, does a pretty good job. He does. Tell you what, that was fun. So I just enjoyed being, you know, hanging out with the uh, the wee squid and then managed to get on my picks right. So that was good. But <laughs> there's nothing quite like just wandering around the aquarium 
And uh, so he's like massive into his sea creatures and birds and stuff. In fact, on the train on the way in, it's not a very long train ride. He's like, Dad, name a bird. And I'm like, all right, all right, buddy. And he'd literally just sit there and rattle off a fact about them. I'm like, all right, you're five. This is awesome. And then a sea creature. He's like, name a fish. And I'm like, oh, geez, a Trevally. And he's like, nothing. <laughs> That's good. But otherwise, he's on my blue ring octopus. He's like, blah, 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 blah. off he went. It was good. Had a really fun day. So, but tracking all the NBA gear whilst doing that was pretty, uh, pretty wild and wonky and pretty fun in the end. But enjoyed it. Had a great day. And uh, massive day of NBA as well as we sort of fanged through it all. He and I in the morning hanging out, went into the aquarium, went to the office, came home, watched the end of the games, and away we went. It was very fun. Just a bit of. Good father center with the squid. Uh, but otherwise, let's do some news. We had uh, Monty Williams sort of doubled down. He hasn't been fined yet. Uh, that'll happen overnight. Uh, but he sort of doubled down and it's like, hey, uh, Monty, do you want to walk back your statements from yesterday? He's like, no. <laughs> I said what I said. Like, hey, checks out. Uh, it was good of the rest to come out and go, yeah, we fucked that one up uh, because that's what they did. They're like, nothing quite like the crew chief in the last two minute report going, yep. Should have been a foul. And it's one of those things we like, my dude then. I feel like we almost, this is now happening at a disturbing rate. It's been a couple in the last, what, two weeks, three weeks. Jesus. Refs, get your head out the ass. Or, Adam Silver, pay attention to what Jimmy's saying. Find your refs. Every time they fuck up this egregiously, 10K, boom. Anyway, um. Let's do it, though. Otherwise, Chris Paul came back. That was fun. Jimmy Butler came back, and so did Terry Rousey. Uh, very handy, each of them, to be honest. You had Carl Anthony Towns out for personal reasons. He did post a very heartfelt message about one of his like high school uh, friends. So hopefully hopefully, Kat's done all right, because that sounds not great. Uh, DeAndre Ayton sprained his hand. You also had Anthony Edwards like hurt himself in that Timberwolves game today. Left came back and continued torching him. So uh, Paul George is out for the Lakers game tomorrow, which stinks. This will be the last regular season game. Regular season. Who knows what could happen in the postseason. Uh, between the co-tenants at Staples. Oh, geez, Jim. Do you mean Crypto.com Arena? No, I mean Staples Center. <laughs> it's Staples Center. I don't care. Anyway. Uh, but Maxi Struess was the story of today, wasn't it? Hits the half-court well, more than half court, like two-thirds of the court, buzzer beater, uh, after just lighting up the end of that Mavs game, being down after PJ Hamilton Washington gets the uh, bucket to put the Mavs up, and away we go, and he just gives it. They're out of timeouts. He gives it the heave. Uh, It was the second longest game-winning buzzer beater we've had, basically in the three-point era, which was pretty bloody cool. The other one was back in 2021, uh, when you might remember, Devontae Graham, he smashed one in against the Thunder, which is very, very cool. Uh, but anyway, this is the fourth player of the last 25 years to make five threes in the final four minutes of a game. He brought them all the way back. It was sick. And jeez. Like, I was pretty happy I had the Mavs plus four and a half. Just saying. Uh, but Struess, that was incredible. I loved it. Absolutely loved it. It's a kick in the dick if you're a Mavs fan. It's like, we can't even win this. God damn it. Anyway, let's do some game reps, though. Game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps, game reps. Game reps. Uh, no Paolo Bancato, no Johnny Azak, no worries for the Orlando Magic men over the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, 
89. They kicked the shit out of him, smashed him. Uh, Geez, Jim, is that because the Nets are both a mess on offense and defense? A team that can't score or play defense? Yes. They are a brutal watch. No Cam Thomas today. Mikael Bridges was legitimately just horrible. No Ben Simmons. Dorian Finney-Smith just doesn't seem to want to take any shots. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it'd be handy if you had a point guard who wasn't even like just Dennis Schroeder, who had a total of two assists today and uh, two turnovers. Good stuff there, everybody. Good stuff. Uh, but, look, to be honest, the Magic, no Paolo, no Jimmy Isaac. Franz Wagner was fantastic at 21. It's 17 in the first half. They just, like, smashed him from the get-go. I do love that um, Orlando were like, ah, yeah, look, Paolo, you missed the other day. You're a bit sick. Yeah, just stay out, man. It's just Brooklyn. <laughs> it's brutal. <laughs> Absolutely brutal. Uh, but otherwise, like, Cam, like this was just a absolutely horrible Mikael Bridges game. He had four points. He had two or 14 shooting. He's going to pop up again later. Don't you worry about that, bro. Don't you worry about that. Um because I think Bridges has had like a really good season, but four points today is just these are the games as well. It's a back to back. Uh you finally gotten off the Schneid. The Nets really needed to get one here and they just didn't. <laughs> Twenty two turnovers. They're bad. Why are we still talking about this game? The magic kicked the shit out of them. Uh twenty seven points. Like it's just absolutely horrible. Franz, the twenty one, five and five, he shot at eight of eleven. Fultz was handy at twelve, Wendell at ten. Moore Wagner and his big dumb old pumpkin head at AR-16. Orlando moved to 33 and 26. Brooklyn, 22 and 36. That is uh, not great. The Golden State Warriors, mate. The Golden State Warriors were pretty bloody good today as well. They, uh, well, they get Chris Paul back. He had nine, four, six, and four steals. They're up only two at the half and then just gave him the old one-two Costa Zoo and smashed him in the third quarter and ran away with it. 123-112. 27 and 12 for Kuzma. 20 and 9 for Marvy Bags. Just saying. Love me, my bags. 20 and for Kispert. Poole tried very hard for some revenge and failed dismally. He shot 5 of 17 for 12 points. Oh, God. What the hell was that? What was that? What the hell was that? It was just Jordan Poole being Jordan Poole. Let him live. Let him cook. Let Jordan cook. <laughs> Love it. Uh,. Clay's alive, though. He had 25 with the bench. This is huge for the Warriors. If they can sort of just go, right, if we're going to start Cumbucket, we're going to start Moody, which is what they did today. Uh, if we can actually count on Clay to actually hit some threes off the bench, and if we've got Chris Paul as well, we're fucking dangerous, man. So Clay, 25 with the bench, 6-11 from downtown. Cumbucket had 21-6-5. He looked unreal. 21 uh, of 46 from downtown as a team. Steph hit four of those. He shot four of 16 from uh, from yeah, four or sixteen from three all over, but like eighteen five and six was was his line. He shot six of twenty one, and they still won. So you'll take that if the Warriors. They're now thirty and twenty seven. Washington nine and forty nine. And after Detroit lost today, watch out. Two teams and nine wins, bro. Dallas lost in Cleveland. Cleveland, as mentioned, Max Struess magic. Screw Luca magic. This is Struess magic. Oh yes, uh, Luca. Hit a three. There's like four minutes left. They're up 10. Because uh, Dallas, I think, yeah. Luca hit that three. They're up 10. There's four minutes to go. Um, Cavs came flying back as Struce hit every three under the fucking sun. 
But they got the nice little sort of PJ Washington dunk under the bucket. Huge moment for Dallas. 2.9 seconds left. They inbound the ball. Moba Lee just gives it back to Struis. Running fucking shot. Bang. Game over. He had four threes in 67 seconds. They were down 10 points. Jesus. Dallas got 45-9 and 14 from Luca and lost. He had six threes. What more does Luca have to do? Kyrie had 30. He went 5-8 from deep, was a minus 8. <laughs> 11 from PJ, including the sealer late. Uh, Greeny had seven points and four steals, but very little else. And this is it. It's Dallas. Or, as we call them here, Alice, because there's no D. If they don't score 120, they don't win. What do they score, Jim? 119? Well, they must have lost. Yes. Uh, Struz had 21 points, 7 to 10 from downtown. Ridiculous. Donnie Mitchell, he came back as well. 31 points, 7 turnovers, 6 assists, 7-11 of threes, I think, which was just also egregious and silly because that's just what they're doing now, being egregious and silly. Uh, I think that was right, wasn't it? Yes. Yes, it was. 7-11. he looked really, really good at times, and I'm like watching it going, yeah, there you go. Uh, go to the throw, Allen had 19-9. Darius Rucker, Judy Garland was pretty bad, 2-10, but they went 20-40 from downtown as a team. And Mobley had the 12-9-7. Cleveland! Uh, Cleveland! Moved to 38-19. Dallas, 33-25. Philly! Philly, 99. And Boston, 117. That's it. That's a smash, and that's nine straight wins for Boston as well. They kicked the shit. Well, it was tied after one. And it looked like Philly might push him, but Boston sort of just gave him, fucking go to sleep, go to sleep. Slowly strangulated him out of the game. This was weird because like Boston got kept off the threes. Didn't matter. They figured it out. They pulled away in the fourth quarter. They went 5 of 22 on triples. They had 14 turnovers, but they scored Philly, I think, it was 64-48 in the second half. They out-rebounded him 56-28. Yeah, that'll do, Pete. That'll do. Uh, 32 for Maxi. Yeah, 12 for Tobias. 13 for Campaign. And this is the really, really, really big difference between Philly and Boston, isn't it? You go, oh, well, Philly's got an MVP. It's lovely. Joel Embiid is missing. That must be very bad for your team. And then you look at it, it's like, well, there's shit without him. And they're also just, in terms of like the amount of money they're spending and getting absolutely fucking sweet Duke all from Tobias the Never Nude Harris. Hey, Tobias, uh, Joel Embiid's out. We're playing Boston. It's just Maxi. Can you help him out? He's like, you got a boss, 12 points. They're like, that's not enough, Tobias. He's like, not only that, 5 and 19 shooting. And they're like, fuck this guy, 35 million bucks. God damn it. Like Buddy Hill, 2 of 8 for 6 point. Cali Oubre. If I'm going to take a victory lap about anything this season, it's Cali Oubre. As soon as he got to Philly, he had a couple of awesome games early on. Had that weird moment where he got hit by a bike, allegedly. Uh, (laughs) And then it's been shit ever since. It's just, he sucks. But the thing is, like, you look at Boston, they're just so deep with just so much fucking quality versus Philly. It's like, oh, we've got Batum back. That's good. We've got Lowry working himself into the thing. It's like, yeah, but the rest of your players are old and shit. Like, Boston is like, well, 31 for Jalen Brown. Tatum was incredible, 21, 29, 11, and 8. He did go 1 of 7 from deep, but god damn. Then you got Drew Holiday just hanging out, jumping in 13, 7, and 4. And, of course, the Extreme Zinger Meal. The Extreme Zinger Meal. 23 and 12, goes bang. Derek White had three blocks in the first quarter and finished off with a devil game. 
Love a good devil game. He had the old 666. Get him, Derek White. Give him hell. That's what he did. 46 and 12 now, Boston. Philly, they stink. They're 33 and 25. Say hello to the playing game, boys. Uh, Utah, 97. Atlanta, 124. This was a shit pumping. Tell you what, that Ewing theory is in full effect for Trey Young. Atlanta smoked them up 11 to the half, rolled in the second quarter. So outscored them 69. Nice to 53. Uh, John, Callen, John Collins, that's a tall cocktail, had the reverse revenge game. Two of eight shooting for five points, five turnovers, and a minus 20. Gross! Anyway, uh, Utah, otherwise, he had the sex man with 22. Larry was bad, 4 of 13, 0 of 6 from downtown uh, for 11 of 4. 11 and 4, that's what he had. That is just, dude, geez, I tell you, not great. Uh, 14 and 12 for Kessler, at least. That's kind of handy, but geez. Jalen Johnson was fantastic for the Hawks. 22, 13, and 6. 19, 3, and 3 for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Uh, 16, and 7 for Big Deke Bay. DeJunte Murray crushing it in Trey Young's absence. 17 points, 11 assists. And DeAndre Hanna at 20 off the bench as well. Atlanta now 26, and 32. Utah 27, and 32. Spurs played the Wolves and got their ass kicked. 114, 105. Uh, no cap for the Wolves, no hassles. Spurs still got their ass handed to them. It was 43, 58 at the half. Made it respectable in the fourth quarter, but yeah, 30 points off turnovers. Like they had 23 turnovers and gave up 30 points off those turnovers. It was brutal. Uh, Wemby had the 17, 13, and 5 with four blocks. Not bad. 21 for Vassell. 20 for Keldon Johnson. He went 5, 11 from three. And fuck all else. The Spurs are doing a disservice for Wemby at this point. Like Vassell and Keldon Johnson can have half-decent games like this. Wemby can put up a fucking stat line, and then everybody else does shit all. It sucks. He's going to sit there and just go to the end of this season and go, what the fuck do we do here? I don't know what that is. What the fuck do we do on this entire NBA? It is some bullshit. No, that's how he goes. Is this what it is like every year? And then somebody in like New York, like, hello. Uh, anyway, Ant-Man, 34, 5, 5, and 4 steals. He was awesome in that game. Go Bear, 13, 7, and 4 against his compatriot. 22 and 6 for Naz Reed as well without Cat. You love to see that. 41 and 17 for Minnesota now. San Antonio, 11 and 48. Block. New Orleans beat the pants over the Knickerbockers, 115-92. Zion wiped out Josh Hart, as I mentioned. Bit of karma there for Hart and the uh, no call yesterday against the Pistons. But the Pels kicked the shit out of him in the fourth quarter. It was like 48-47 at the half, but the Pelicans scored, I think, the first 10 points of the second half. And then we're up like 13 in the third. Knicks managed to get it to like seven or something at the end of the third quarter, and then the Pels just went, all right, that's enough, went off on a run. It was still like eight points with like nine minutes to go, then Pelicans did it again, and they just sort of went, all right, fuck off. Uh, big win with for them without a point guard, right? No CJ, no Dyson Daniels, no Brunson or Hartenstein or OG or Randall on the other side, but uh, going 18 to 34 from downtown helps the Pels, especially when you get a little bit from Spindles Ingram. Just saying. When he hits a couple of threes, God, they're a different looking team. But don't think the Vincenzo had 23, 7 of 18 from downtown. You love to see that, I guess. 24 and 5 for Bojan. Hat had 15, 10 and 5. But look, without basically, what, five of their top eight rotation pieces, tough one for the Knicks. Uh, Zion, 21, 5 and 4 with a couple of blocks. Spindles, 24, 6 and 5. Very good. 3 and 7. 3 of 7 from downtown, and then Trey Murphy hit 6 threes. He had 26 points. Anyway, Pelicans, 35-24. New York Knickerbockers of New York City, 35-24. Charlotte got absolutely 
belted by the Milwaukee Bucks. 123.85. They had 26 points at the half. Yeah, that's pretty bad, I'll tell you. <laughs> Seriously, 20, 26. I'm not, no fooling. Absolute blowout territories. It was gross. Milwaukee have now won three on the trot since the All-Star break. They're now six and seven under Doc. Uh, but it was like 58-26 at the half. And you're like, well, we're done here. That's the lowest any team all season has scored in a half. Um, that's also the second lowest points total the Bucks have ever allowed in the first half of a game. Not bad. They gave up 25 in 1972. <laughs> that's insane. Oh, God. Incredible gear. Amazing stuff. Absolutely smashing. Let's just move on. Very Like the Hornets, Miller had 14, Bridges had 17, Trey Mann had 16, 37% as a team they shot. 24, 8 and 1 for Giannis in 24 minutes. Dame in 25 minutes at 23, 9 and 7. Fighting Bobby Portis. Fighting around the world at 21, 8 and 3. Bucks, 38 and 21. Charlotte, 15 and 43. The funniest win of the day, apart from that Cavs Mavs game. Detroit Basketball, 105. Chicago, 95. The Bulls have somehow lost twice to a Detroit team that has won nine games now all season. Oh, boy. Uh, Detroit went on a 12-2 run in the fourth quarter, stretch out a uh, one-point lead and sort of took control of it. I called this yesterday. I called basically that maybe they wouldn't win, but they'd cover because you'd have a fire under their ass after yesterday's just schmozzle, and the Bulls would always go into this and underestimate them. What we didn't think would happen was that Chicago would have basically one of the single worst three-point shooting nights in the history of the NBA because that's what they did. Two of 29, that's 6.9. Nice percent for those paying attention at home. I'm no math magician, but if you have one of the worst three-point shooting nights of all time, yeah, you're not going to win too many of those. DeMar DeRozan there, 25. Vucha, 25 and 10. Drummond had 20 and 11, and they lost by 10. Kobe couldn't hit a shot. No one could hit a shot. AO couldn't hit a shot. It was fucking brutal. Two of 14 for Kobe. Kobe White. If it was Kobe Bryant, he would have gone into facilitator mode. Oh, I fucking hate it when people used to say that. Uh, Detroit, Kata, 26-5-5. You love it. Jaden, 15-5. 14-10 for Jalen Duren. God, he's good. I love Jalen Duren. Simone Fontaggio hit five threes. He had 17 points off the bench. 9-49 now for Detroit. Uh, <laughs> they were no... No doubt not have the worst record in the history of the NBA. That's good. Chicago, 27-31. Just an abysmal franchise. An abysmal team, abysmal franchise. Oklahoma beat Houston, ran over the top of them, 112-95. Shangun versus Chet. It's like the opposite of Alien versus Predator. It's just like spindly fucking beanpole versus spindly fucking beanpole. One of them's from Turkey, and the other one looks like he should be from Turkey. <laughs> really tight early on, then OKC put the clamps on him in the second quarter and again in the fourth and ran it out. Uh... Shengun was out there. It felt like he and Jabari just kind of like, oh, guys, can we get some help? 23-11-6 for Shengun. Jabari Smith. Let's talk about him very quickly. He's been very, very good the last couple of weeks. I love it. The problem is Jalen Green is still shit. Like, he's been fucking horrible for the Rockets. Fred Van Vliet is back, and he was horrible as well. He went 2 of 11. But Jalen Green has just been a constant all season for the Rockets. And as I've said time and time and time again, his game is just based on absolutely fucking nothing. It's just empty. 
It's 16 points on 6 of 17 shooting. 2 of 6 from 3, 3 assists, 3 turnovers. He fucking sucks. Like, there's talent there, but he doesn't know how to play basketball. It's weird. Okay, see, SGA, like clockwork, 31 points. Amazing. I'll talk about him again in a second. 24, 5, and 5 for Jalen Williams. Star. Absolute star. Giddy, giddy up. 14, 7, and 4 for him. 6, 11 from the floor. 1 of 3 from downtown. 3 turnovers. 18, 3, and 3 blocks for Chet. Oklahoma City now 41 and 17. Houston 25 and 33. And then finally, Miami had a big, big, big second half turnaround in this one in Portland. 106 96, they win. Uh, they were down. They had to outscore the Blazers 60 to 40 in the second half to win this. Uh, Jimmy Butler coming up big when they needed him. Took a big second half from him and uh, the Heaters to get up. They look cooked early. Like they're now 13 points after one quarter. Portland were like, here we go, boys, we're on. And then just they remember their tanking and Miami ran over them. Because um, I think that's now what? How many straight for the the heaters? It's like, it's now a few. So they're doing all right. You love to see it. I mean, when you say love, I mean, I don't really. But I think it's five straight wins. Yeah, good job by the Miami Heat. Uh, Simon's had 26-4 for Portland. Jeremy, Jeremiah, Grant had 24-76, and 10 for Tumani Kamara. Ring, ding, 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 ding. Uh, Miami, Butts had 22-4-9, or 8 assists, I don't know. Four steals and two blocks. Yeah, not a bad return. 19 for Terry Rose, coming back from his knee sprain from, what was that, February 11. Uh, 17 for I'd like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson, because he finally hit some fucking shots. Spam at 13-9-2 as well. They went 14-26 from three. The Heaters... And now 33 and 25. And I believe that leaves the Portland Trail Blues uh, at a pretty dismal 15 and 42. Let's do an NBA Australia Pro Performance of the Night. <laughs> That's not a knife. That's a knife. Got a couple. Luca had 45, 9, and 14 in a loss. What more can the Slovenian sensation, the Slovenian Andrew Gaze, do? Bloody nothing. Ant-Man, 34, 5, 5, and 4 steals. He was unreal in that game. He was, however, playing the Spurs. We'll dock him that. The two obvious ones, SGA. I'm more and more impressed with SGA, and I've been banging on about SGA all fucking season uh, for MVP. But he just burns everybody night after night for 30-plus. Like He just doesn't have like these weird down nights at all. He shot 11-21. This time it was 4 of 6 from 3. If he starts taking and making more threes, watch the fuck out. Five or six from the free throw line as well. SJ is incredible. But of course, Maxi Struess hit a fucking game-winning three from fucking two-thirds of the court. That was the fucking... Oh, yeah. Hey, PJ Washington, that's not a knife. That's a fucking knife. Bang! Maximo Struess. You love to see it. What a fucking couple of minutes he had. He just lit him up. Those threes were stupid. Mavs fans are just saying, oh, fucking here we go. Can we just put a body on him? Anyway, spot of the night. Spud, 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 of the night. Oh, spot of the night. How do I love thee? Let me gunt ways. It's a lot. Got him, yes. Uh, Kobe, Kobe White, 2 of 14. That was brutal. I mentioned that. Just could not buy a bucket. Fred Van Vliet of the Fighting Van Vliet's 2 of 11. Also pretty bad. Chris Murray went 0 of 6. Q Grimes went 0 of 5. Lonnie Walker, 1 of 9. 
Dort. We need more Dort number plates. Psh, more Dort number plates. Psh, uh, one and nine as well. Bridges, I mentioned him earlier. That was just a real fucking bad game from your man, Mikhail Bridges. Uh, two of 13. God, he was bad in that game. Four points. Kelly Oubre went one of six. Seth Curry went one of six. Uh, just some spudge everywhere you look, I tell you. I tell you. Um, there was also a couple of, uh, we've got a couple of, you know, fancy, fancy pants kind of numbers over here, which I always love to see. A couple of really good uh, outings from. And this was a weird one. I wasn't entirely sure what had happened here because I looked at one, I feel like they've attributed a wrong bucket somewhere because we've got a couple of conflicting stats. Because in the Utah-Atlanta game, I'm seeing that Larry Markkinen shot 4 of 13. But on NBA.com, I'm seeing that he shot a very specific number. What number was that, Jim? Oh, geez, they're only getting 7 points. What is going on there? That's weird as. At 11. I don't know what's happened there. Something in the system. But either way, Nicky Alexander-Walker, Miles McBride. What did they shoot? Wait, wrong button. Press the right button, Jim. Oh, he's gone and bloody well cooked it. Oh, God. Have I deleted it off the... Bloody, where's the thing gone? Oh, no. Oh, no. He's going to have to do it this way. They shot 311, you little ripper. Thank you, gentlemen. All right, let's do an old mate, no mates. 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 LeBron getting roasted by everybody for the Bronny stuff. No, no, I can't believe you're picking on my son just because he's fallen out of NBA mark. Drafts. Just pick, don't pick on him. He's just a college kid, man. It's like, fucking settle down. You're the one going... Mate, he's better than fucking NBA players. <laughs> like, I know that you're his dad, but now you got Shannon Sharp, Skip, Stephen A, all the fucking usual suspect blowhard dipshits out there having a crack. But guess what? You deserve it, you dummy. Uh, Shannon Sharp, I think, said it pretty well, right? He said, uh, was it the comparison's going to be there of the two of them? But LeBron has to be careful. When Bronny plays well, and then you say, well, he's better than some players in the NBA. Some people are going to remember you said that, and I understand. It's his son, but you got to be careful because it's like, hold on, wait a minute, a high school kid is as good as players in the NBA? You could have said that about LeBron, that LeBron when as a high school senior was as good as some players in the NBA, and you would have been right. But Bronny doesn't possess his dad's athleticism or his size. It's different, and he's going to get strays because of you. Yeah, no shit. Uh, I don't know. As I said yesterday, we're all looking for the guy who did this, says LeBron. Anyway, some other no mates. Garland got tackled by our man Josh Scott Green. No call. Just tackled from behind. Greeny just fucking dragged the dude down. Yep. Holding the ball. Free kick to Josh Green. Off you go. And Josh Hart definitely copped the retaliation from the refs from yesterday's fuck up uh, where Zion blocks the shit out of the ball and then fucking whoop-ow! Josh's heart, Hart's, heart's face. Blood goes everywhere. It's like, yep. Ref's just like, nah, face is part of the ball. (laughs) Prove me wrong, refs. Prove me wrong. Go Bear fucking yammed on Wemby. 
We have not seen Rudy Gobert go this far into his bag in years. That's like the most amount of fucking like pivot play we've ever seen him whip out of his bag. He's like, let me distress my other French friend, and you know, <laughs> after this, we shall share our baguette, perhaps a bottle of wine. And away he goes. Like, I don't know how Rudy Gobert turned into 1991 Patrick Ewing out of fucking nowhere, but he saw Wembenyama and just saw Red went fucking, they must kill him, huh? And off he was, go watch the clip. He just goes, what bang, fucking dunks on him. Gobert's like, just like, yes, I am the fucking best player in the NBA, huh? Wemby's like, what the fuck just happened? Uh, all accents and vocalizations approximate. <laughs> but still, seriously, Gobert has not looked that good in the post ever. It was incredible. Better than Lonzo Ball! Lonzo was the best player in high school. He was the best player in college. You think you gonna get to the pros and be like, I made it to the pros, now I can be average. You're coming for everybody. Coming for everybody. How much better is it when you can actually, uh, I don't know, when I can also hear the drops as well as... <laughs> What the fuck is going on? Jalen Johnson, all I ask, can we not have nondescript shit last names in Atlanta again? We've done this before. They were so fucking boring because of it. It's Joe Johnson and Josh Smith, and here we go. It's like, fuck me. Seriously? God damn. But now I've got Jalen Johnson, who is awesome. So he and J-Dub today. Jalen Wilson, sorry, Jalen Johnson, Jalen Williams, We've got a lot of Jalen's, we've got a lot of Johnson's, we've got a lot of Williams's. It's a lot of Dicks and Willies. I'm just <laughs> Anyway, 22, 13, and 6 for Jalen Johnson. One steal, 9 of 14 from the floor, 2 of 4 from downtown. He is a weapon. And, of course, J-Dub in that OKC game was fucking unreal. 24, 5, and 5. Uh, both of them easily better than Lonzo Ball. And finally, the return of everybody's favorite. It's the magic tweet of the day. It's a good one too because it's another one that came from absolutely nowhere. Just magic, just yelling about how famous he is, and you're like, Bit. "My father and I would listen to all of Muhammad Ali's fights on the radio when I was younger. I'm still shocked that one of my childhood heroes and favorite athletes became one of my good friends because there's no one like Muhammad Ali to be stripped of his heavyweight title, sentenced to time imprisonment, exiled from boxing for three and a half years." and then come back, reclaim the heavyweight title in 1974 against George Foreman and be better than he was before is unheard of. His strength, dedication, and passion show both in the ring and in the community. He is a world icon. I'll never forget watching him carry the Olympic torch and light the cauldron in the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. Knowing everything he overcame during his career made it an even more emotional moment for me. Out of all our memories, what will always stand out to me was when Muhammad Ali <laughs> told me to meet him in Chicago to tell me he wanted me to be more than just a basketball player. It challenged me to think of beyond the court. Seeing his activism activism, and of advocacy for the good of humanity and the underserved with Nelson Mandela, Malcolm X, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., U.S. presidents, and more inspired me to create real change. It's one of those moments and impact that cement him as my goat and will keep his legacy alive forever. Uh, thanks, Magic. Hey. He's just listed out like Muhammad Ali's like career achievements and like, oh, I was good friends with this awesome guy. It's like, okay, man. But it sort of also feels like every Magic Johnson tweet should like just start with apropos of nothing. <laughs> like the Michael Jackson one, Michael Jackson, the Michael Jackson one the other day was fucking awesome. It was so weird. It's like, hey, remember how I was good friends with Michael Jackson and I was in his Remember the Time film clip? And it's like, Oh, yeah, I do. 
Today, it's like, remember how I was really fucking good mates with Muhammad Ali and he told me to do lots of change and good in the world? It's like, fucking yes, mate. And for that, we say... Thanks, Magic. All right, <laughs> let's do NBA Australia. Yeah, Nas, after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. Let's do some yeah nahs. Brought to you by the NBA Australia Shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Wear it. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Get your merch. Yeah, do it. NBAstraight.com slash shop or just click through on the socials and away you go. Get a hoodie, get a t-shirt, get a coffee, mug, get a stubby holder. Starting in your day, right? Uh, right. Got a couple of good yeah nahs here. Worried about the Mavs, Jim. A couple of uh, losses here, then just really bad, tough, brutal, gross fashion. Yeah, nah, I mean, I'm always worried about the Mavs, right? Like, that's kind of my point. When they're on, they look fucking unbeatable. Well, to a degree. But wow. Like, what was it? Eight straight wins? Seven straight wins? Eight. Awesome win over the Suns. Really good win over the Thunder where they kicked the shit out of them. Really good win against the Knicks. Beat the hell out of the Sixers. But wow. Like... The Cavs game yesterday was really, really bad. The way that they were smashing it against the Cavs, to lose that game is just a giant kick in the dick. And you can't have those, like, these are the sort of games where you like, just fucking win it, you know? Because you're now 33 and 25, and you sort of have this moment where you go, uh, right, so New Orleans pulled out a really tough win today. There are a couple of games up, well, one and a half games up, and you're just in the uh, in the division. It's going to be really hard to start pegging all of those back, right? So the way the Mavs finish up the season, they've got a Raptors-Celtics uh, game still left on this road trip, right? Then they play at home. The Sixers, the Pacers, and the Heat, none of which are gimmies, especially considering it's Dallas. Then you got the Pistons and the Bulls on the road. Warriors, Thunder, Nuggets, Jesus. Then you got the Spurs, Yaz, Yaz, Kings, Kings, Rockets, Warriors, Hawks, Warriors, Rockets, Hornets, Heat, Pistons, Thunder. Like, it's not easy, it's not too hard, but it's just fucking, these are the games that you want to prove to us that you can do it. Ugh. Anyway. Speaking of which, Dan Josh goes, hey, wowee, first that crazy Knicks game ending, now Cavs. Woo! Fuck, I love basketball, he says. Struess has to be known as Johnny Storm from here. Yeah, nah. I want to sort of say yeah, but we've seen the Johnny Storm nickname has to sort of go to a dude who just keeps doing it. You know? The Johnny Storm where it's like, flame on! You're like, oh, fuck, we're ruined now. Maxie Struess has a little bit of that in him. And I don't mind it, which is why my first vibe is yeah. But I feel like Malik Monk is right there with a bit of a Johnny Storm. Just basically anybody just goes, hang on a second, guys, I'm fucking hotter than the sun. 
get out the road. You're like, yep, I'll pay that. <laughs> Dude is going fucking ham. And uh, like that's the Johnny Storm. I feel like we've seen like Devin Booker's now probably a little bit too good for the title, right? And then same with Maxi, He probably had it for a little bit. Dame was there for a moment as well. It might actually sort of be a bit of a toss-up between probably like Malik Monk and maybe Maxi Struess of just like the weird, crazy, oh shit, watch out, Cam Thomas. That's another one. Just dudes who are going to go, oh, check it out now. I'm going to hit seven threes. I mean, Steph Curry's always Johnny Storm, but he's Steph fucking Curry. But anyway, it's a good call. How good was Struess? Jez Oz, hey boss, how's things? Good. Uh, I've got a yeah, nah for you. Is this the beginning of the end for the Mike experience, Mike Brown experience in Sacktown? How bad would that band be? Mike Brown experience. The dude looks like he parties, but I don't know if I want to see his band. He's like, all right, the Mike Brown experience. You're like, right, we're all going to get fucked up. And then it's like smooth jazz or some shit. Yeah, nah. He just can't seem to quite get a team to gel the right way for long enough to do anything anywhere he's been. Yeah, nah. Look, I think the problems in Sacramento go beyond Mike Brown. I feel like... It's still a giant miss that they didn't improve this team before, like around the trade deadline. It's like, oh, we've got Keegan Murray. And you're like, ah, yeah, there's a guy who talk about fucking shows up once every four games and like lights it up. It's very weird. And uh, I don't know, the Harrison Barnes vibe, the Suvlaki King vibe, just defensively, they don't have anything to fucking hang their hat on, it feels like. And when they don't, outscore you they lose that's how it works Jim but yeah like they've really got to put up points to like beat teams they don't have anything to sort of fall back on so maybe I don't know I feel like he shaped this team into something they didn't take it that one tiny little bit of an extra step and do anything at the trade deadline and it might fuck him in the end and it probably will because when you look at it you go oh well we've got Kevin Huerta and it's like yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, last one, Matty O also chucked in. P.S. The only player with a triple-double with five steals and blocks is Hakeem. He did it with blocks and not assists. Thanks, Matty O. Matty O's also got the unpopular opinion of the day because he uh, chucked this one in as a bit of an addendum to yesterday's. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. So, yeah, he managed to uh, pull up the idea of the San Diego kit. So I talked about this on yesterday's show. I hate the fucking Lakers. Uh, I, hate Lakers. <laughs> I hate the Lakers. Uh, I hate the LA Clippers. You... Rebrand because it doesn't go fucking like it inspires nothing. It's like we've combined all of our old fucking shit logos into one shit logo. It's like it's a boat, good, but I don't know if it's a sailboat. <laughs> like Matty O sent through a picture of uh, Emily Van Egmond, so Matilda's legend, uh, in the new San Diego kit, and it's fucking wicked. There's awesome colors everywhere. And when you've got that shit to play with as a former San Diego team, lean into it. The Heat, half their fucking like mystique in the last decade post-LeBron came about because of the Vice City fucking unis, right? The Clippers have the exact chance to go, oh, well, we did GTA as well. It's like, yeah, you did the font. Cool. You basically tried to be Death Row Records for a second. And no one's buying that because you're still the fucking Clippers. It look cool, but still, you've got a moment where you can like carve out your own path and become like a version of the Miami Heat uh, West with these really fucking cool colors. And anybody who's got a fucking half-decent head on their shoulder is going to be like, that looks sick. I'm going to get right around it. And, Steve Ballmer, you shit the bed. 
you got to come to the Vice President of Common Sense. I'm right fucking here. Right here. My my asking rate's going to get higher and higher and higher as you keep fucking up. I'm just saying. So there you go. I'm probably repeating the day. Still hate the Clippers rebrand. I understand you got to do a rebrand. They didn't go far enough. They didn't do it properly. They stink. Matty O, thanks for sending through that San Diego kit. It looks sick. Speaking of which, I guess that's just basically the Outback Takehouse. Oh, it's the wrong button. Press Jesus, Jim. What are you doing? Right button. It's Wednesday at Outback. You know what that means? Well, the squid and I were walking past the aquarium. Walking down the Yarra, found a dead platypus. Boom. Chucked it in the backpack, brought her home, and now she's your Outback Takehouse flame grill take for today. That's right. It's a platypus palmer. Only at Outback. Bit waterlogged, but still bloody delicious. And the flame grill take is, if the LA Clippers had to listen to me, Jim, within five years, in a new arena, they'd be the most fucking popular team in the NBA. Only at Outback. It's right there. It's right there. The transition of Lakers fans in LA, like, it's a weird setup. Because if you're from LA, you're already a Lakers fan. But so many fucking people come to LA from elsewhere that you're like, you can make them Clippers fans. You can make it. And Bulma's done all this groundwork for like sponsoring outdoor courts, school courts, all this shit, Clipper branding fucking everywhere. And then they completely fumble the bag by going, hey guys, we're the new Clippers. Look, it's the same old shit kind of fucking color schemes. You're done fucked up, Steve. You're done fucked up. All right, quick break. Australian Player Watch, right after this. This is Matthew Delvedover, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Remember how I said this one would be a short one today? (laughs) (laughs) Woo! Yeah, nah. Jeez, Jim, can you ever do a short show? No, I know. It's to my own detriment, I tell you. Uh, Paddy Thrills, Paddy Mills didn't get out there today, nor did Ben Simmons. Box Hill Benny um, rested after playing in that Memphis game yesterday. So uh, just obviously coming back from the back and also coming from the sort of knee-leg soreness that he was dealing with. But, you know, it was okay in that Memphis game. Uh, Jinglin Joe Ingles in that win over Box Hill Benny. Oh, I actually did a, yeah, a post about this today. We had a fucking, like, everybody playing today apart from the... Dust Buster and Dante, so pretty fun. But yeah, no Patty getting out there was really bad because they kicked the fuck out of Utah. And it's just wildly disappointing when that happens. It's like, just Quinn, get him out there, mate. What are you doing? Anyway, uh, Jingles, back to him in that Brooklyn game against Box Hill Benny. 0 2 from downtown. They were the only two shots he took. He had zero points, two rebounds, two assists, two steals, two fouls, and two turnovers. It's a two for. That's right, it's a two for Jingles. Two for Tuesday. It was Tuesday over there, too. How many times do you reckon he talks shit to Ben Simmons as well? Like, I reckon Joe Ingles is very, very... Look, having spoken to him before, he's a fucking lovely... He's a legend. We all know that. He's also got that happy mongrel streak to him where it's just like... I wonder if he'd be like, Hey, Benny, what's going on, dickhead? And, like, there's just always a little bit of an edge to it, you know? That'd make you sit up and take notice, wouldn't it? Anyway, uh... Elsewhere today, we also had Jock versus Giddy. So today, Jock got out there for two minutes against his old mate, Josh Giddy, and got in two more minutes of cardio. Zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists, zero blocks, zero steals, zero fouls, zero turnovers. He shot once and went zero for him. Uh, 
but at least, as I mentioned, Josh Giddy had a pretty good game. And it's always nice that he sort of has these kind of bounce back-ish kind of ones. 20 minutes, he went 6 of 11 from the floor for Gids, the Wheat Bix kid. 1 of 3 from downtown, 1 and 2 at the line. He had 14 points, 7 rebounds and 4 assists to go with 3 turnovers. It's not bad. It's the sort of stat line you want to see from him. 14, 7 and 4. Hit 6 of 11 from the floor. 1 of 3 from downtown. Keep him fucking honest, Josh. Love it. Love it. Uh, What else? We had Josh Green, a.k.a. Scott, in that Dallas game. As I mentioned, he fucking completely cleaned up Darius Garland. Play on. Um, There was just so little help outside of... uh, So Kyrie and Luca go for, what, 75 points between him, 45 and 30. Greeny had seven points. He shot three of eight and one of five from downtown. Wasn't a great one, but he also had four steals. That's pretty good. One assist and one rebound to go with these seven points. But still, a bit of a tough one. Uh, no Dante still out injured, uh, but very, very close, I think, to our returning is Kangaroo Kobe. Obviously, the dust bastard Dyson Daniels is also out injured, but Aussie Matty T, Matisse Tybal played 30 minutes in that loss to Miami. He had eight points, one rebound, three assists, two steals, and one block. It's his best offensive outing in a little while. Uh, three or six from the floor, one or three from downtown. Unfortunately, the Great Barrier Reef in 13 minutes went over. He went 0 for 4 from the floor. 0 of 3 from 3. 3 for free. 3 rebounds and a turnover. 0 points. All right. Shane Hill, shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. He threw it down. Are you healed? Are you healed? Praise the Lord. I'm healed. Praise the Lord for I'm healed. It is the Shane Hill. Shoot a shoot. Shoot your shot. Light him up award. All right. We're going to go the opposite because... Uh, Shooters do shoot, and at some point you're just going to go, stop fucking shooting. <laughs> Dalen Terry and Nikola Vucevic are the only Bulls to sh- hit a three today. Dalen Terry and Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic went one of seven. Uh, this is the lowest three-pointer game in franchise in Bulls franchise history with 22-plus attempts. And historically, I can find one game. One game! With a team hitting lower than 7% of their threes while shooting or attempting more than three threes in a game. It was Boston versus Houston back in 2014 uh, when the Celtics went 1 of 25. <laughs> this is the immortal Rajon Rondo, Jeff Green, Avery Bradley, Jared Sullinger, Kelly Olynyk, Boston Celtics, the Evan Turner, Boston Celtics, the Marcus Thornton, James Young, Phil Pressey, the immortal Phil Pressey. One of 25 from downtown, those Boston Celtics went in that game against the Houston team that was uh, the Harden, Dwight, Trevor Ariza Rockets. Who do you reckon hit that three in that game for uh, Boston? If you answered, he also took the most threes. If you answered Jeff Green, you'd be correct. Uh, Rondo, 0 of 1. Jeff Green, 1 of 7. 0 of 4 for Avery Bradley. 0 of 3 for Jared Salinger. Kelly Olenek, 0 of 2. 0 of 1 for Brandon Bass. Fucking love Brandon Bass. 0 of, 0 of 2 for Marcus Thornton. And 0 of 5 for Marcus Smart. So they went 1 of 25. Today, the Bulls went 2 of 29. There is literally no one that I can find who's taken 29, like, threes and hit two or fewer. So literally, it's like the second worst three-point shooting night ever if for any team has taken over 25 attempts. Shoot a shoot, but sometimes they should just fucking settle the fuck down. 
Patty Bell's Game Day Baller Game Day Twitter check-in. Uh, we've got a bit of Patty action, which is always great. It just makes me happier. Every time I like open IG and it's like, just some Patty new post gear. And there's him, drip or drown, it's your choice. Patty on creating his identity beyond the court with, through fashion. Hashtag ultra drip. Basically, it's just like a bunch of Patty fucking whiling on some fits. It's awesome. And he's sort of talking about how you can't control whether or not the ball goes in, what you're doing, what the other team does. But when it comes to your outfit, you can control it. And you got control over it. And I fucking love Patty Mills. So that looks sick ass. Right. Let's do some picks. Game previews. Game previews. Thanks, Inadvertent Bane. Not a problem, Jim. How was today? Bloody good. Not only did I really enjoy hanging out with the squid... Uh, we demolished her out of the picks. The only ones we missed on today were Portland plus six and a half, and I think the Wolves, because that actually dropped by the time I think I was betting it this morning, because it was 13 and a half yesterday. End up at, what, well, they won by nine. Uh, they still wouldn't have covered, I think. But anyway, so that means we went one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine of 11. You bloody ripper. I hope you listened to me yesterday. I did. Now I'm going to buy a new laptop. <laughs> Always make sure you withdraw your winnings. Uh, today, Tomorrow, we've got six games. We've got New Orleans at Indy. Indy minus five and a half uh, over the Pelicans. The Pelicans, look, without a point guard, I think it's going to be pretty hard for them on a back-to-back to then turn around, go into Indy and actually beat this Pacers team that has... At least with Siakam on board, Halliburton firing. This sort of weird combo of like Miles Turner and stuff just sort of clicking a little bit at this point. So I'm going to go Indy minus five and a half just because I worry about the Pelicans keeping up on a back-to-back and being able to put up enough points without CJ and co. So let's go Indy minus five and a half. Memphis go to Minnesota. The Wolves on a back-to-back, but at home. Uh, Grizzlies. Have been feisty. They got absolutely fucking shellacked by Brooklyn the other day. But the Wolves on a back-to-back having sort of played into San Antonio's hands, especially down the stretch. I think Memphis, the Memphis hustle featuring Triple J might actually put up a bit of a fight. Let's go Memphis plus 12 and a half. Toronto take on Dallas tomorrow as well at home in Toronto. Dallas on a back-to-back. I might go the Raptors plus two and a half. Just because after what we've seen... Oh, actually, I might change that. Dallas will fucking be frothing to get this win. Minus two and a half. Yeah, let's go to the Mavs. It's going to be hard for Toronto to cover Luka. Scoob and co. should be able to at least drop some threes on Dallas, but I think the Mavs might eventually get over the top of them just because they really desperately fucking want to win. Cleveland! That's right. Go to Chicago. The Bulls are four and a half point underdogs at home. They just lost to fucking Detroit. I can't in any good conscience pick them. So I'm going to go Cleveland minus four and a half. It's a tricky one though because that one might change before tip-off. So keep an eye on that. If Donnie Mitchell's out, the way that they played with Darius Garland just running the show the other day really worried me. So if Donnie doesn't go, I might go and flip that to Chicago who might just have been embarrassed enough by the Pistons to turn around and beat the fuck out of Donnie in Cleveland. Especially at home. Uh, both teams on a back-to-back, though. It's always a bit weird. Sacramento go to Denver. I'm going to take the Kings plus seven and a half. 
That is a wonky team, but I feel like the Kings tend to play Denver fairly okay-ish from memory. Let's have a look at some of the stats because that'll help. Um, Nuggets have won eight. Eight games in the first leg of a back-to-back. That's pretty cool. And yeah, the Kings have actually beaten them three straight times. So I sort of fucking knew something was on. I'm going to take the Kings. Uh, even if it's in your beloved Colorado there, I'm going to take the Kings plus seven and a half. And then Lakers, Clippers, uh, no Paul George. I'm going to take the Lakers plus three and a half. The Clippers did not look good last couple of games. I'm going to take the Lakers plus three and a half. I think LeBron, after all the Bronny shit, is going to be out there looking for somebody to put the hurt on. It'll be the Clippers. And there you go. Oh, geez, Jim, how was your short show, man? Yeah, one hour later. Uh, <laughs> anyway, we'll be back on deck tomorrow. Uh, in the meantime, make sure you're following NBA Australia on Twitter, Facey IG. We're all over the socials, you know that. AFL Today, go follow that on the socials as well. We're popping little bits and bobs up. We're taping some other stuff as well. We'll be launching that as soon as the back end for everything is sorted. Good times. Uh, of course, you can get around Cricket Today podcast and... The Football Today podcast. Get around that AFL Today show on the socials. Uh, check us a rating review for all of those, as well as NFL Australia across Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you use on the Android phone. Come on. It really does help. I don't ask for much. Just fucking rate and review it. Jesus. Help a brother out, would you? And also, get around the uh, shop. NBAstraya.com slash shop. Get your merch. Big thanks always go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. Check out House Hats, as well as Joshua De Laurentiis. Fascinated, gold mines, ramshackle army, Iowa sex shadow, green, 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 and dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. So smash them on Bandcamp, Triple J and Earth, Facey, Apple Music, whatever, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands, so should you. Uh, all right, no skit at the end of this one because it is already really fucking late. I've got to help with the squids. So we will catch you tomorrow, you dickheads. This is NBA Australia saying look after yourselves, would you? And later, who's now?